0: Blog Talk Radio Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sin's Chat Corner on our Thursday special edition. Um, Typically, I was not going to have a show today, but unfortunately, yesterday's guest, and I'm very sad to say, uh, had an unfortunate accident, and thank goodness that he is up and about and feeling much better, so we have a chance to go ahead and interview him today. For those of you that haven't been paying attention, of course, I'm having the actor himself, Mr. Jimmy Dashler, and he is best known to most people nowadays for General Hospital. And hopefully, by the end of this interview, you'll get a chance to learn some of the other things that are going on in his life and the things he's accomplished. so without further ado let's get him on the line and start talking hi jimmy hi how are you
1: i'm doing great how about yourself
0: <laughs> well i've been worried about how you've been doing actually because i get this message yesterday this kind of frantic oh, we have to go to the hospital and i'm thinking oh my god what happened to this poor guy so we have to ask first and foremost to the people that are listening who are concerned because i posted something how are you doing i mean what happened yesterday
1: Um, What happened is I went snowboarding actually last weekend on Saturday, and Uh I fell while snowboarding, hit my head on ice, and I seemed fine. I had a headache, and I just didn't think anything of it. I thought I just hit my head. And then I woke up Uh yesterday morning and was nauseous, didn't feel good at all, couldn't open my eyes because my head hurt so bad, so we just went Uh in to make sure I didn't have a concussion and sure, um, certainly. I got a CAT scan, everything was fine, there wasn't a concussion, and they said it was just a virus, like I had a cold coming and it'll pass in a few days and just to rest. So I woke gotcha. up this morning good feeling a lot better, so.
0: This is good, and here you are now, and um, I understand you just went to a casting or something like that before I was told that. So did you, get, did you ace it? Did you get it? Um, I don't know yet. I did... <laughs> very good i believe so hopefully we hear back on okay. that we'll be crossing our fingers here obviously okay sounds like a plan to so we want to make sure you were good so this is good so let's start out and yeah. i'm going to um talk a little bit about uh you um I'm dating myself, obviously, because I'm much, much older than you are, because I can remember watching the first episode of General Hospital like 25 years ago. Um, and a whole lot has changed. And, and fortunately for you, in your particular regard, I've noticed this, that your show creators have elected to initiate usage of just a lot more youthful characters. I've noticed a lot of the younger folks that have come onto your show over the just years that never used to be. It used to be all the adult content, all the adult characters. Obviously, your current character, which is Rafe Kovich Jr., Now, the last year uh, on the soap is is one of a list of performances in your menagerie of memories as an actor because other individuals might not know this because I know additionally in 2013 you found yourself engulfed in efforts to act as both a writer and director, which we're going to get into. Um, Your eagerness to educate others on charitable causes is commendable in my book, and your humility on being a human is very admirable to me for a a guy who's so young. So I wanted to start off – as most people would, by maybe examining um, your leaf. Let's talk a bit about uh, your mission from Minnesota to Hollywood, of course. So, maybe first explain to the listeners how role playing, which in essence, which is what acting is, became your beckoning. Was this something you knew right from the get go, or did you just get kind of influenced to follow on this path? How did this happen?
1: Um, it's really weird, actually, how it happened. I, until I was 13 or 14, I never even really knew what acting was. Um, hmm. I was always I was always an athlete, and hockey was my main sport, and I pretty much lived and breathed hockey. Um, okay. And I don't know. I just, around the time I was 13, 14, I would see commercials, and obviously I was watching Disney shows at the time, and I always thought it would be pretty cool to be in one of those. And I asked my mom how that could happen. Um, Mm -hmm. and we looked up agencies in Minnesota and we found Karen International and Okay. Through them through them I went to this convention called I M T A in New York, International Modeling and Talent Association. Which is Mm -hmm. a big convention. There's agents, managers from all over the world. They come and you just get to showcase your acting and modeling. Um, So that was really my first time ever acting, Um, and it went very good. I got callbacks with agents and managers on the callback day, Um, had some interest, but a lot of them said if I were to be represented by them, I'd have to relocate to L.A. Um, Okay. So me and my mom, we moved to Los Angeles for... Four or five months, I think it was, just to kind of test it out and see if we liked it and if it was something we could do um and I had a little bit of success booking just short films, a commercial, a print ad um and then we went back to Minnesota actually for my freshman year of high school, and after that, we okay. both kind of just decided we liked it better in l a and We moved out here permanently and just started
0: pursuing it even more. Now, I I have to ask, obviously, because first and foremost, I'm a parent. um, So uh, I want to ask you, you know, were your parents automatically just kind of gung-ho like, oh, yeah, we're going to uproot from here and we're going to go to here and it's all going to be great and everything's going to be wonderful? Or was there a whole lot of apprehension because, obviously, you're a much younger actor. I mean, you've you've not been out there, you know, your whole life. Was that difficult for them to say, yeah, you know, we can give you your blessing, so to speak?
1: Um, it definitely was difficult for my mom. We had a lot of talks of, are you sure this is something you want to do? It's, um, it's not a small step to take. It's very life-changing. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices we're both going to have to make. Um, and at the end, it was just something I wanted. So I was willing to make those sacrifices, and I told my mom it was something I really wanted to do, and she supported me 100%.
0: That's absolutely awesome. Now, do you have, uh, forgive me, because I, I couldn't find out for sure, do you have other siblings or other um, people in your family that have pursued this line of work entertainment-wise?
1: Never, no. Um, both of my brothers were athletes. One's in the Army now. One is working at a car dealership. So they. Okay. it's never really been anything in my family. I'm the first.
0: Oh, look at that. Uh, the very first creative. I like that. That's very cool. Now, I want to yeah. ask this question, and maybe give us a background on Hollywood. And when I say that, this is what I mean. Basically, and you kind of go one day, you enter into this so-called land of luxury, because that's where everybody runs two years, or you want to make it anywhere you go to Hollywood, and that's how you get your break. Um, meaning as a young adult, because there there's no promise of prosperity. You're just a young child. People barely know who you are. Um, what is that like for somebody who's younger and walking into that?
1: Um, it's very different, I would say, especially coming from a smaller town in Minnesota to a huge city where there's so many different people here. Um, and it's just a complete just change of culture and something you have to adjust to. Um, and really, you have to adjust to it pretty quick, otherwise you won't really oh, no. last in it. It'll eat you up, kind of. Um, but yeah, that's just... I don't know, it's a big change, and it took a lot of adjusting.
0: I imagine so. Now, when you look back at this decision now, because now you've had some time to absorb it, do you ever say to yourself, you know what, looking back, maybe I just regret I should have waited a year, should have waited two years. Would you have done anything differently now looking back on it, what you know now?
1: Um, I've thought about that before and how I, sometimes I used to think, you know, I should have stayed and finished hockey and then moved out here. But I think it was, at the end of the day, I'm happy that I made that decision and I would definitely make it again. Um, I think coming out here at a young age and learning everything I did and adapting to everything so young, it's put me in a better position now.
0: Right. Right. Certainly. And, of course, I've, had my, I've been very fortunate that I've had older actors, younger actors, and that kind of such, but not a whole lot of the younger crowd. So maybe address this. If we have individuals either today that are listening or will listen and go back to this and think to themselves, okay, because there's a lot of young men and young women out there that are searching to climb the star just like you are, what advice would you give them when they're first starting out? What's the main thing you think that somebody needs to be successful in this industry starting out young like this?
1: Um, definitely support. If you have someone supporting you, you can do anything, because it is going to take a lot of support. You will hear a lot of no's. You will be let down when you first start out. But if it's something you really want to do, just don't ever quit, and just make sure you support yourself and have other people supporting you.
0: makes perfect sense, of course. Um, now, I know that, of course, establishing oneself within entertainment can be an endless task, as many have said. And, of course, your story is not absent of its own challenges. Climbing the casting ladder started out slowly, of course, but I I see that you've completed commercials. You've done um, actual time in the theater and eventually lending yourself to a coveted role on TV and film as well. Um, So I want to maybe start out speaking. Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the spots you did on TV. And when I say that, I mean commercial. And then perhaps address how you feel advertising has evolved since your participation. Because nowadays commercials, to me, just seem real... What's the word for it? I was just—I just said this. Not flaky, but just—they lack substance these days. And I guess because you've participated mm-hmm. in that, maybe you've got a little behind the scenes. Kind of give us a little reflection on both those things.
1: Um, well, the first commercial I had done was a Southwest Airlines commercial, and wow. um, it was—it was a comedy spot, and the whole idea behind it was. Um, fees and how southwest didn't charge the fees other airlines right. did. Um, right. And I don't know, it was it was a funny commercial in the end, I think, and I think a lot of people liked it. Um and it advertised their campaign pretty well. And then the other commercial I did was a Buick commercial, and that was just a Christmas special. So it ran for, like, a week or two around Christmas last year. And it was for the Buick okay. Verano.
0: And that was okay.
1: that was a fun spot, actually. We, I was a family, and the story was our dad buys us all Segways for Christmas. And so we're all ah, okay. ri- riding on Segways and, like, enjoying them. And then the Buick car drives by, and we all see it and kind of give him uh-huh. a dirty look. Like, the Segways are worthless. You should have bought and be with Verano. So another comedy spot. Um, and that was fun as well. And what else? I did a Comedy Central commercial as well for Wii. We. It was a Thanksgiving ah, special okay. actually. So it was um just a quick commercial that ran over Thanksgiving weekend and that was a comedy as well. So all the commercials I've done have been funny spots, I guess.
0: Yes, definitely. And now, and like I said, as you look at and of course I don't know how often you get a chance to watch regular television nowadays, I just noticed that the commercials just kind of lack substance. For me, they're like, maybe it's because I'm a writer, but I, I watch some of these and I'm like, really? I mean, have you ever done that yourself, kind of step back and watch some of this and thought, yeah, this isn't the most, I mean, it's not the best produced thing out there. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, um I've definitely seen that in a few commercials. Honestly, though, I don't I've enjoyed all the ones I've done and thought they were done very well and got the point across pretty well, so
0: Right. And just out of curiosity, because it's commercial work, obviously, and to those of us who don't step you know, behind the camera, of course, or in front of it, rather for that matter, we don't really know a whole lot about what goes on production-wise. So maybe tell people a little bit. When you're going to a commercial, how does that vary? Because obviously you go there, I presume that, you know, obviously you're not doing a whole heck of a lot of takes and so on and so forth. Is the prep different? Is it much easier? What's that, what's that process like?
1: Um, I would say it's definitely a lot easier than filming a show or a film because um, usually it's just a quick one-day shoot, um, and all the preparation you have to do really is just one day of wardrobe. You go in for a fitting, they get your sizes, and then you show up on the day, and you film the commercial, and it doesn't it doesn't take too long. Um, and the, all the ones I've done, I haven't really had lines, and there wasn't really lines okay. at all in the commercials. So it was... Uh, It was more just facial reactions, and, um, yeah, both of them were pretty quick. And, like I said, a lot simpler than um, filming a show or a film. Sure. Oh, of
0: course, I got you. I want to kind of turn my direction a little bit towards the theater uh, experience that you've had. Um, So two questions there, of course, obviously let folks know what you participated in as far as live theater goes. And then I wanted to ask you, is preparation and acknowledgement harder to get with the live performance?
1: Um the theater I have done was all in Minnesota actually. Um and the first one I did it was I think it was a 2 or 3 week class. It was at Lakeshore Players Theater in Minnesota. And at the end of the class mm-hmm. you put on a play for your parents, friends and anyone in the public could come watch the play. And it was funny actually our play was called Don't Put on a Play. And we came up with the idea ourselves during the class, during the two, three-week class. Um, And so what it was is us trying to create a play inside of a play and then performing it. And so really all of us, like, had to do extremely bad, but it was all part of the story. So, like, we were forgetting our lines. And a couple people, like, would pull out their scripts, and it was just very funny, I guess. Um, And that one the preparation was just difficult kind of and very strange because I'd never done anything like that. Um, but the class that we took before that really helped out and we did a lot of, um, improv exercises and just getting comfortable with getting out of your shell. Um, makes sense. And then the second, the second play I did was, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Um, and I played a paper boy in that. It was a small part, but I got to see, like, the whole production of a big play, and I think we ran for, like, four weekends around Christmas, so it was a continuous thing, and it was really amazing. We had a lot of... It was the first time I'd been a part of, like, rehearsal and just making sure everything was perfect and lots of preparation, Mm -hmm. and... Um, it was really cool just seeing how all of that came together and seeing the
0: behind-the-scenes stuff. Well, certainly. I imagine so, definitely. Um, do you think that, as I had mentioned there, as far as preparation goes and acknowledgement, is it harder to get the appreciation or, or the acknowledgement from the audience? And second of all, when you're preparing for live, there's, there's really no room for, oh, wait, let's just stop this take and start over. Do you know what I mean? So do you find that more yeah. challenging? Um, I guess in a way
1: but at the same time i think it's not easier but um just knowing that you don't have the second take when you're doing theater and you can't like right. stop and go back um just having that pressure on yourself will make you get through it or for me at least that's how it was for me just knowing that i couldn't okay. stop and start over i would it would push me to the point where i would excel i guess and do my best, so I guess I could sure. say I perform better under pressure. So
0: <laughs> I can, t- I totally empathize with that feeling. I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about another area. Well, you're a very serious man, by the way, for being such a young actor. It's funny. I was, <laughs> I was interviewing um, you. Well, you must know Spencer Owens, right? Because he was on my show not yeah. that long ago. Yep. Oh my God, he's a character, and he laughs and he smiles, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's just. It, 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 this is very. You're very serious. <laughs> you just have this yeah. very serious demeanor, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in the like I'm in the doghouse, like. I can't screw up right now because he's going to get mad at me. You're just very, very serious. Oh no. You take things very seriously. I'll try to lighten you up here a little bit. Um, right. I want to talk about one thing you've done. Um, actually, have a similarity. One of my one of the people that I've interviewed that's been my absolute one of my favorites to interview in the last two years has been Emilio Rivera, who is of course cast member on Sons of Anarchy. Um, he at one time has, has lent his talent and his looks to one of the Nicki Minaj music videos. Um, and he had stated to me that the work on such sets like that are more simplistic and creative in nature in certain ways. Now, I want to ask you, um, because, of course, you were participating in the Eminem um, featuring Little Wayne video, No Love. Now, would you Mm -hmm. say that Emilio is correct in that assessment, meaning when you're on a music video set, um, things are a little more creative and more simplistic. What's that whole experience like being on the set of a music video? And how, by the way, did you manage getting to uh, collaborate with him?
1: Um, It was was weird, actually. Me and my friend had heard that song. That song was released, and we heard it that morning and really enjoyed it and liked it. Um, and then I got the audition later that night, and so it was kind of strange. Um, wow. But the uh, the audition, actually, this is probably my most memorable audition. I I think I sat in the waiting room for three and a half to four hours just waiting wow. in a room just full of kids. And women was in the room for maybe 45 seconds really quick. It was just all based off of looks and left and thought, really? thought nothing of it, just thought it was another audition, that I wouldn't get it. And
0: right. um, I got
1: a call I think the next day saying I got it. So that was pretty cool. The 4-hour wait was worth it. Um, but yeah, being on set for a music video, there's definitely a lot more creativity. Because I mean, yep. they usually have a storyline and a storyboard for the music right. video. But then when you're doing things, the director sees certain things or, like, will vision something, and I think there's just a lot more leeway for creativity in a music video. There's not, like, a certain set script for something, I guess. Um, Right. So they definitely go, you could say, off-book a lot more and just get creative and do more of what they want.
0: Of course. And and collectively, I guess I wanted to ask the second thing, which is this. Do you have any form of, and I don't mean that you're not creative, because certainly you're an actress, so you are, uh, creativity as it relates to music, instruments, etc.?
1: I mean, lately I have been producing music. I've been trying to, at least, um, just learning it. (laughs) Um, And I mean, it's not something I'm super passionate about, but it's just something I like doing for fun, so... I mess okay. around with me once in a while.
0: Sure. Do you find that it's easier to mess with musicians or actors now that you've been around both? Um, I don't
1: know. That's just—it's actually weird. A lot of the musicians I know are also actors, so ah, it's kind of look at that. We're yeah, out here, everyone is an actor musician, you have to be multi-talented I right. guess out here um, but yeah I, don't, I wouldn't really say there's a difference when
0: meshing with actors or musicians okay got it, and of course the million dollar question, because somebody had asked me this yesterday they were like, hey did you really get to meet Eminem or Lil Wayne, so I guess you know, obviously one presumes because you're on set you met them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case so did you have any interaction with the being himself I did not actually, which was very oh. disappointing for me, because um, oh, both imagine. of them
1: actually time were one of or were two of my favorite musicians and rappers. Um, okay. So I was going there really excited to meet at least one, if not both of them. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. found out when we got there that they had filmed their stuff the day before, and that we're already oh. Eminem was back in Detroit with his daughter and. Everything was that. done with their part of the video, so nope, I didn't get to meet them. But it was still Aww. very awesome being a part of their video.
0: Oh, I imagine so. Do you find that you're I mean, do you think thinking down the road, uh, one of your goals for yourself is to continue doing things either in music video or theater, perhaps, or maybe expanding out a little bit on either of those areas?
1: Um, I would see myself doing more music videos if it if there's a role that fits. Um, um, I'm not quite sure if I would do theater again. I like more TV, and I'm really interested in getting more into film now as well.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, gotcha. All right, thought I'd throw that one out there. Um, (laughs) Now, since you're not as old as me, because I'm ancient, I'm like 44 years old, so I'm probably your mom's age, so because I'm not as (laughs) young as you are, you probably exude quite more of a sense of energy which I cannot or most people cannot compete with on both a personal or public level. Um, I wanted to let people know that on, on the sports side of things, I, I, apparently that you're versed in hockey, baseball, football, and wrestling, which is kind of impressive because at least two of those, my children do. Um, in your time off, meaning flirting away from your work, mm-hmm. find you participating in helping out Habitat for Humanity as well as the Wounded Warrior Project. And moreover, mm-hmm. I have to say, and this is just a personal thing, oh, my God, your two-month-old little niece is adorable because I'm guessing she's oh, not yes, yes, she Oh, I know. Precious. Oh, my God. Get, I was
1: like, oh, look at that
0: every I'm day amazing. of her, and it's... <laughs> That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, she's adorable. That is really, really, really cool. So I want to start out, got a bunch of questions. This is the personal side of things. My personal feeling is as a host uh, of a show, I mean, yes, I'm here to accent all of your accolades, but the the moral of the story is you aren't Jimmy Dashler without this side of you, and this side of you is probably something most people don't get to know about. So we know about your sporting activities. So, you know, I want to ask you uh, first and foremost, because you are a young man now, and let's face it, you're on a hit show, so one has to ask the question, how doable is it for you to have, um, let's say, a dating life due to the fact that, you know, you have such commitments or... Are you in a dating capacity? Because I'm sure there are young women listening right now like <laughs> Is he dating <laughs> Um, I'm not at the time. Um
1: I am oh. open to it though. Single. I believe single. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, I believe I have more than enough free time to
0: balance that out along with work really? and everything else. Um so yeah, I wouldn't rule oh. it out. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, because sometimes I know that I've been told this by other individuals, too. A lot of times when you're doing casting calls or running off to doing stuff, it's really hard to try to manage an actual private life of any kind, um, do that. And by the way, my daughter's 18. Just had to throw that out there. and She better be listening because she's single, too, <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> yes. I can never tell with these kids this age. Like, are they single? Are they not? So I'm like, right. okay. Um, now, I know, or as I understand it also, you had an opportunity to meet um, one of the one of the most popular ones of percussion music today, which is Blake Shelton. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you manage rubbing elbows with him? Um, it was very weird, actually. There's a place in Bourbon
1: called Dimples. It's, okay. um, it's a little restaurant and bar, and they do karaoke every weekend. And um, the voice, the studios for that, are actually, like, right across the street. So we were in there eating... Um, just listening to the karaoke, and then Blake Shelton and his team from The Voice came in, and they actually got the table right next to us, so we were talking to them for a while, I got a picture with them, um, and he's I knew he was tall, but when you see the picture of me and him, he's like double my size, I didn't know he was that tall, um, but yeah, he's a really nice guy, and he's actually he's very funny, he was making all of us laugh the whole time
0: Oh, I imagine so. And he seems like a character, just from the things that I've seen. I'm like, that would make for a heck of an interview because he's got such great personality and talent, you know. I mean, him and his yeah. wife, they just showcase such, a, such great amounts of personality and talent. It's amazing. Um, all right, let's say people are walking around California, and they're like, yeah, I want to have Jimmy Deschler sighting. Is that ever going to happen? I mean, do you actually frequent other favorite spots you got out in California or places you like to go? I mean, what's you know, is there such a thing as a, okay, I'm taking a day off, and I'm going to go do this? Where would we find you?
1: Um. Let's see. There isn't like a place I frequent. Um. I would say City Walk. I'm there. Just maybe every other weekend. That's a fun place okay. to go and just hang out. Um. What Other than that, probably I'd be at the hockey rink most.
0: Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whenever you're I have thing, free time. you just and, doing good things. Gotcha. yeah <laughs> I understand. Um, I also wanted to ask you, I forgot to ask this to my my dear friend, Carl, who was on the show the other day. He's an actor. Um, This one I've always wanted to ask and I haven't, which is how much of your personal time is actually devoted to running lines? Or is that all to say for, okay, this is my work time and I'm going to do this? Or does it, you know, I've heard that that kind of cuts into personal time as well.
1: Um, It does sometimes. Like if I get... Um a lot of lines for a script, and sometimes i 'll get it maybe the night or two nights before, and so i 'll really have to just okay. buckle down and study that and focus on it um but other than that it's it doesn't cut into personal time too much. I would say I usually look okay. at my lines um when I get into bed at night i 'll look at them for a half hour forty five minutes before I fall asleep um right and that's usually all it
0: takes for me. I'm a very, very good reader and memorizer. So. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Definitely. Now, the last thing I want to touch on here before we start talking about some more of your work is, um, let's go back to what I was mentioning, the Habitat for Humanity and, of course, the Wounded Warrior Project. Please just let everybody know um, how you got involved with all of that and why it's important for you to be a part of such things.
1: Um, the Habitat for Humanity, I got involved actually through General Hospital. Um, they have an event every year where we, I don't know if they do the same thing every year, but last year was my first year. We went in to this family's house, which was in no condition to live in, and they didn't have the money, obviously, to get a better place or fix it. So what Habitat for Humanity does is they go and build them a better home. So some of the cast from GH right. and volunteers came, and it was honestly a lot of fun. We got to take just sledgehammers and anything you could think of and just pretty much tear down a house completely. Um, and then they rebuild. They rebuilt a brand-new one for this family. Like I said, I don't know if they do the same thing at every event. Um, and it was honestly just a lot of fun, like I said, and very rewarding to um, – to see the family and um, just see how it helped and affected them. Um, And then the Wounded Warrior Project is something I got involved in. My brother actually is a vet. He was in Afghanistan for a year and is in the reserves now. Um, He wasn't injured, just the – he wasn't physically injured, but he is in therapy and – All that, obviously, it's nothing anyone should go through, Um, but that just touched near to to my heart because of my brother, and he's actually flying in tonight, and we're going to the Wounded Warrior Project event, I think it's tomorrow or Saturday, so yeah.
0: Oh, cool. That's absolutely wonderful. See, I didn't know that that family tie was there. And that's, and that's awesome. And they do wonderful work. I have mutual friends, of course, who do the same kind of thing with them. And it's so inspiring just to see some of the things that they do and, and people helping one another. out. And that's very, very inspiring to hear, to hear and to see you do such things because obviously I know even though you're younger, it doesn't mean you don't have a work schedule that's rigorous and such. So it's wonderful to hear. Kudos to you on that one. Um, Thank you. I want to turn back. Let's talk a little bit about you donning a director's cap, because I can imagine, I know it's challenging for most people that are considered your seniors, and even those individuals have experience, of course. Yet you jumped to not only find financing, but also to complete your self-written film, which is called Hope for Our Own, an L.A. story. So there's some questions Mm -hmm. I have in reference to that. Um, First of all, what was um, was your main motivator to move forth on this project?
1: Um, Well, myself and Riley Barris, a friend of mine, we actually did um, a food drive through a website called Children in Film. It's a website that helps young actors, and me and Riley actually volunteered to deliver the canned foods we received at the event to the shelter. And then, from there, we served breakfast um, one Sunday at a church to. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> We serve breakfast at a church for homeless individuals, um, and we did a little filming there just to put up a little informational video on how people can come help volunteer and serve, and um, just to see how two hours out of our day affected people that much Mm -hmm. and um, how we could help them by doing a simple thing like serving breakfast and holding an event to raise canned foods, to bring them in. Um, And really, we just wanted to pursue it and get deeper into it and find out more of the reasons on how people become homeless and also educate people that it's not just drugs and alcohol. There's many reasons people can become homeless, and it can happen to anyone. So Riley and I just kept going with this idea and wanted to make it something bigger and we thought um, about this film, and a year later, it's done. We screened
0: it, and mm-hmm. we are now entering it in the film festivals. Yes, I was just going to ask that, in fact. I wanted to say, okay, first of all, how has it been received so far? Because obviously people, certain individuals have seen it so far. So how well is it received? What do you think the, the overall reaction was to your work? Um, everyone
1: has seemed to love it, and really... Just thought it was a great, great idea, a great thing, and just really told me and Riley that they really appreciate what we're doing and that it's great that young people are doing
0: this and trying to make a change. Well, of course, of course, I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Now, two other questions in that. Um, to the average novice individual like myself, for instance, I've written something, but you know we're shopping for financing now, so maybe share with the audience. Um, to the regular person who isn't aware of this, how hard is it for an indie artist to find funding? Because you're not the Steven Spielberg of the world, so people aren't going to just hand you money, right? So, I mean, how daunting was that?
1: Um, It was definitely a challenge. Um, And what we did, we put together a, like an informational video, um, just kind of stating what we wanted to do, our plan. And we actually put it on um, GoFundMe and one other website where people can donate, and um, we got donations from many people, and we got donations from friends and family, and just with the help of everyone, we raised enough money and got to be able to do the project, but it was definitely a big challenge in getting the the informational video out there, making sure people saw it, and um, getting donations it was It was difficult.
0: Oh, yes, I hear this a lot, actually, and I feel bad. My heart goes out to a lot of these individual artists because I see tons of them that are making films that are really groundbreaking and actually quite inspiring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't get the cash, it doesn't get done. I would love to see myself or somebody kind of formulate with a bunch of heads together and just make one big production company where it's all indie artists, not the big Hollywood. Not that I don't love Hollywood, because I do, but just for indie artists, because it is that challenging and difficult. It's, it's kind of disheartening, actually. Um, right. My other question participants in the particular film, because obviously I gather that these are homeless individuals that were part and parcel of uh, subject matter for your film. So was there an, any unwillingness or, or individuals, you know, obviously it, it can be a little, could be construed as embarrassing or perhaps disrespectful. Was there any unwillingness to participate due to the subject matter?
1: Um, that's a fear that Riley and I had going into it that we would really... Not even that we would have to. We were just kind of scared of, like, asking certain right. questions and just if certain stuff was too touchy. And honestly, mm-hmm. the people, we asked maybe one or two questions, and then a lot of them just opened up and just talked, and we just didn't have to ask questions. They just told us their whole story. And really? it was amazing that hmm. people were just willing to open up like that. and right. Wow. And give their story and situation out to the world. Um, So it was really amazing that they could just open up to us like that.
0: It is. It's very cool. Yeah, because that's one of the things that crossed my mind today. I was like, hmm, I wonder how that that must have been challenging because I imagine so. Okay, wonderful, by the way, and I'm very excited to hear about this, so congratulations on that. That's always a big deal. I mean, it definitely is. Tackling a subject such as that and trying to inform the masses on something that's so overwhelming in our country nowadays, I give you a lot of accolades for that one. Um, the One other Thank thing you. I was curious about is, because there hasn't been a lot of talk about this, is um, because you are also the writer, and I, of course, am a writer, and I know how that didn't work. Have you been writing for a long time, and is this something that's um, a passion for you, or is it just, well... I'm making this movie, so I'm going to have to write it. Do you know what I mean? Right.
1: Um. Honestly, there wasn't too much writing involved in it. Um, okay. Just the writing that we had to do was the questions we were going to ask. And, um, I mean, we storyboarded it and had, like, an outline of what we wanted. But we really just wanted to get these people's stories and not really push them in a certain direction, just let them open up and say what they want to say. But I do have an interest in writing, actually, and um, a few friends of mine and myself have been talking about just writing and filming, like, some short films and putting them on YouTube and
0: just getting creative, I guess. Oh, I like that. I always like the sound of, yes, we want to get into writing. I always get excited when I hear yeah. people say that. It's an awesome thing to do, but you'll be broke. So don't ever become an author unless you really, really love it, because you'll never make any money off of it. Okay. It's truly a passion project. It is. It truly is. I'm telling you. I've been yeah. doing this for 20-some years, and I'm still not in the mansion. So that should tell you something. But it is. It's, it's a labor of love. I mean, it's, it, our, there's nothing better than being artistic. You know, And I'm sure you know that, obviously. You've been doing this for a while yourself. Um, now, before we get towards the infamous General Hospital, I wanted to talk a little bit about your other time in television. Um, just to point out some of your previous performances, I know you've been featured in Beyond the Mat, Criminal Minds, and, of course, the Disney series Kicking It, in which case I saw you standing next to Kofi Kingston of WWE fame. I saw that. Yes. I have to ask this yeah. question because my sons are going to want to listen to this because my boys are seven and nine and they just think that the stars revolve around those guys. So maybe tell me what it was like to perform. And I don't know if you performed directly with him or had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with him, but tell us about that because obviously that their world is very guarded. You don't see them in the public eye except for the ring. So what was that experience like?
1: Um, I honestly, I used to watch wrestling a lot with my dad and brothers Um and haven't really wa- hadn't really watched it at the time too much. So I didn't know who he was. I knew he was either like a bodybuilder or some sort of wrestler or UFC fighter or something. And then when I found out he was right. um, a professional wrestler, um, I just thought it was really cool because he was so nice and like just genuinely nice. And when, I, when you see those guys on TV, they're angry and beating people up and
0: um, <laughs> I know, right? So it was
1: really weird. He was he was a very nice guy. Um and then yeah, I didn't get to have interaction with him in the scenes but I am there for okay. um a karate fight that he takes place in. Um and it was really cool okay. just seeing how they how they set that
0: up and how they play like the fighting and stuff. It was really really neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, great, now I can't make them listen to this because in their world, you know, everything they do is real, you know, like, oh, my God, how right. do you do this kick and how do you do that? So, great, now you've just ruined it. You <gasps> can't listen to this because now the reality has been busted. No thanks to Jimmy Deschler. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> right. That's okay. I knew that, but I didn't want them to know that, so I'll kind of, we'll, right. we'll see. Uh, I'll pass on your thoughts to them directly. Uh, now, tell me. How exactly now do you transition your mindset and your mannerisms, let's say, because at one point you're filming for children, then all of a sudden you turn around and you switch to a criminal scene activity, meaning, for instance, being on Criminal Minds. So how does one Mm -hmm. transition, not only in your mind, but mannerism-wise and acting? How does that work? Um,
1: Really, I just kind of take some time before I go to an audition or go to film something. I just take some time to really just think about like how that character would be thinking, and just getting the right mindset of that character, um and then, as soon as it's done, I'm just back to Jimmy. It's really strange, actually, how it happens um I don't know I just enjoy I enjoy getting into other characters and just getting to play someone else um and like. then just being myself all the rest of the time. <laughs>
0: now do you lean towards and this is just a personal preference question for yourself do you lean towards doing the roles that involve the children's series like Disney for instance or some of the other networks geared towards that or would you find yourself saying yeah you know what I like more the dramatic backdrop
1: Um, I definitely like the dramatic a little more Um, I'm not against doing comedy and like Disney
0: but if I had to choose I would definitely do something dramatic Okay. All right. And now I wanted to, of course, announce because I know this and this is fresh off the press that I understand you just landed a new role on NCIS. Is this correct? I did. Yes.
1: <gasps>
0: tell us about that.
1: Um, I or can't can do you tell too much us about, about that? the character?
0: But um, <laughs> okay, I just thought of yeah, that. Yeah, it's
1: it's a episode of NCIS, and I'll be filming next week. It's a small role, okay. and. Um, Yeah, I'm just really excited. I found out yesterday, actually, while I was at the hospital that I booked the role.
0: Right. Yes. In fact, it just came in as like a hot press news last night while I was sitting here watching my television. All of a sudden, Shelly's sending me this note, and I'm like, oh, good, we get to talk about it in the interview tomorrow. So I was excited. Yeah. That's good. So it begs to ask the question, because, of course, obviously, you were on a regular um, daytime soap opera. So... Tell the the audience, you know, how does that work exactly? Like you're saying, okay, next week I'm going to film this, and then, you know, there's the general hospital that you're on. So how exactly does one maneuver their time appropriately to be able to, I mean, just how much can you take on in the course of a week while being active on this show?
1: Um, the, my role on general hospital has slowed down quite a bit lately. I'm right. um, hoping it picks back up, which would be amazing. Um, but, yeah, I've had a lot of time off lately, and luckily it just works out that next week I'm not filming General Hospital, so I will be able to do this in okay. CIS. Um, okay. but if there were to be a scheduling conflict, um, General Hospital would be willing to work around and we would figure
0: something out. Gotcha. Okay, wonderful. Well, that brings us, of course, to our scheduling to General Hospital. Um couple of different questions, a bunch of them, so I'm going to be all over the place on this. I just noticed it recently, um, you guys just celebrated your 13,000th episode, which I thought to myself, oh, my God, wow, how wonderful is that to be part of such a pilgrimage? I mean, 13,000 episodes is amazing. Um, so very generic first question. You yourself personally, just an estimate, I'm curious, as to ah. how many episodes you yourself have watched or did you just start watching when you became on the show? And then is there one person off the show to you that personifies what we would call on-screen and off-screen perfection, meaning somebody that you just idolize all the way around?
1: Um, let's see, one
0: person.
1: I don't um, know. I don't know. It is very tough. I um, know. Jason Thompson, maybe. I like... I love his okay. character, Dr. Drake. Um, and right. he's also just a really nice guy. He... We have hockey in common. We both play hockey. Um, oh! So, yeah, he's he's just... He's a really nice guy. And we can sit down and just talk about hockey or anything, really, and just have a good conversation. And I don't know. I guess... If I had to choose, I would say him.
0: Okay, gotcha. And um, as far as the episodes, now, have you been a consummate watcher, like, before you got onto the show, or was it kind of like, okay, now I'm on the show, and I should do some prep, so I watched it?
1: Um, I had never really watched it. My mom was a Days of Our Lives, like, die-hard fan. Um oh, yeah. So I've seen some of that, like, when she would be watching it at the house, I'll watch a little bit of it with her. Um, But I had never seen General Hospital. I had heard of it. Um, And when I found out I booked Mm -hmm. the role, I started started watching like a week or two before so I could just understand where the story was and just kind of what I was getting into. And then I watched maybe the first month or so that I was on, and then I just found myself like critiquing myself too much and getting just kind of like (laughs) Overanalyzing myself, so I stopped watching just because I didn't. I didn't want to start second guessing myself, and I don't know. I'll watch it every once in a while if, if like, there's a, se- a certain scene that I really enjoyed and wanted to see. I'll, I'll watch that episode or something.
0: gotcha. Now, does it is it surprising to you or to any of your fellow castmates that that General Hospital has sustained this longevity? Because I know that some of the similar soaps. You know, they've gone to slowly but surely cease to exist over the last of, you know, how many years now they've canceled or they've ended. So is it surprising right. to any of you? Um, I
1: don't... I'm guessing the people that have been on it since the beginning, It's I'm guessing it's definitely surprising for them. Um, <laughs> no kidding. For me, I mean, it, it's surprising, but it's not like a huge shock to me because I haven't been a part of it since the beginning. And so I guess I just don't right. really know, like, everything they've gone through and all of that. Right. But I do know it's very hard work to keep a show that's on five days a week going for this long.
0: Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's, I mean, kudos. I And I keep saying that all the time, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this has really become just the longest running because I remember Days of Our Lives and that was on, like, forever. So it's like... This is amazing when you think about it. So 13,000 episodes is is definitely an accomplishment. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we get into the show more so. um, You're going to be participating uh, August 1st at the 2014 VH Fan Club Weekend. Tell people about that, or what I call the what, where, when, and why, which is where is it going to be, what is it for, why are you doing it, what's going to be involved.
1: Um, It's going to be at the Sportsman Lodge in Studio City. And um, last year was my first one that I had done, and it was really a fun experience, and I loved it. It's pretty much you just go out, um, certain people have events, like if you, last year me, Taquan, and Brian Craig did an event together. Um, okay. And it's really just a chance for your fans to come meet you, talk to you, uh, ask you questions, and there's like an hour and a half, 2 hours I think each event is where you're just in a room with your fans right. and talking and getting to know them um and I really enjoyed it. I really like getting people's feedback and hearing what they had to say about our roles and then there's also an all day or an all cast day where it's one big event where the whole cast is there and oh, nice. last year actually last year actually I asked Haley I said um, my castmate Haley Polis. I said, so there's going to be a lot of people here. And she said, yeah. And I was expecting like 100, maybe 150 max.
0: <laughs> and
1: we walk okay. into a room, and I swear there's like 600 people in this room, and it's just packed from wow. So that was wow. pretty amazing,
0: God. being such a big fan base. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is amazing, Andrew. Yeah, and then do you find the course? I would imagine and this is selectively for general hospital fan club members only, is that correct, just so that I understand? Uh,
1: yeah, well, I believe anyone can go. Um, okay, I'm just clarifying. You just have to,
0: yeah, they can.
1: there's a link on my Twitter to the page to get yeah. tickets and all that good stuff.
0: Okay, gotcha. So they can see you live and in person. And is that for the one day, or are you going to be present for other events during that weekend?
1: Um, I will be there for my event and then also the all cast event and gotcha I'm not sure if there's any other I'm sure I'll go to haley's or someone else's event and just kind of stop in and say hi. Oh
0: nice, okay, wonderful. okay, now I wanted to reflect a bit upon your character of course, of Rafe and, and get into a few different things. Uh, I want to ask you what you personally believe that you bring to your Role, which sets you apart from some of the others on screen that you work with.
1: Um, what sets me apart? Um, I don't know, really. I think probably my <laughs> okay. preparation. I would say. I don't know if anyone really. Oh, I'm sure they do, but like just the way I get into my right. character and just get completely in that mindset.
0: I guess that would be the only okay. thing that sets me apart, maybe. And you're extremely serious as compared to some of your castmates I'm gathering. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm picking on you, but you're just so very No, serious. that's okay. Very professional. This is good. Um, do you find that it is more difficult for you to do a, a love scene as compared to, let's say, a physical scene? Let's say you're doing a fight with someone. Is, is that more challenging for you, or is it more the intimate things?
1: Um. I would say the intimate is more challenging and the fighting, like a fighting scene is something I would enjoy. I think we've had one scene where TJ punches me but there hasn't been like a fight scene. We've both been really wanting one and thought it would be really fun to do. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. But yeah,
1: I feel like I would enjoy a fighting scene more than something more intimate.
0: Gotcha. Now, have you noticed um, over the past, uh, and obviously you've been on the show long enough to know this, a lot of times if you happen to, meaning sometimes a person will play a character and they're not always completely satisfied with the dynamics of their storyline or how their character is going. So let's say, for instance, can you go to someone on set and can you say to them, hey, you know, I want to offer this or maybe can we ad-lib this? Do they give you those liberties or is it kind of just straight shot? It is what it is.
1: Um,
0: we can
1: kind of change the lines and kind of give our opinion on something um, and most of the time the directors will say yeah go ahead if it if it still works with the storyline and all that um, to okay. just do whatever is comfortable for us um, but then there's also been times where the writers have something written specific for a reason so we will have to say it word for word
0: okay got it is there, do you think that there's something to be said about chemistry on set? And when I say that, I mean, you know, obviously you're an actor, so your job is to act. So you're going to act with whomever they put you in front of, obviously. But do you think that um, if you have an on-screen chemistry that works, do you have to have an off-screen chemistry that jives as well? It didn't quite come out right, but I think you get the gist of it. Meaning, of course, yeah. you know, on-screen um, you can play your role very well, but then what about off-screen?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it's important to get to know the person off screen. Um, You don't have to really get to know them intimately, I guess, but just getting to know them as a person and being friends and cordial with each other. Um, I'm pretty good friends with Haley and Taquan from the show. We all kind of hang out when we're on Uh set and joke around with each other. Um, But, yeah, it definitely makes it easier when you're more comfortable with the person off screen to work with them on screen, I guess
0: makes perfect sense and if I were to ask you to date to this point in time in your career as it relates to this show, what's been the most difficult scene for you
1: um most difficult scene I would say is probably my first day there um, really my first day yeah, my first day filming was um Seeing my mom get killed, and then it was a crying scene, and I have to go to her and pull the knife out, and I'm sitting there crying, oh my so that God. was probably the most difficult,
0: and yeah, like I
1: said, that was my very first day there, so
0: oh, how horrid, oh my God <laughs> that's terrible yeah, oh my goodness, you know, so that begs to ask the question because I have to ask that because a lot of actors have spoken about this. Let's say, for instance, you go to work and you're all happy. You're like, oh, I'm having a great day, and then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Now you're going to have to turn on your voice <laughs> and pretend like your mom just got died. You, know, you know, how difficult is that?
1: Um, it's pretty difficult, especially if you're in a very good mood and everything's going good. Um, right. But like I said, I just, before a scene or before an audition, I'll really just take five to ten minutes just kind of alone and just get, into character whether I have to be happy or whether I have to be sad and crying or angry. Um, I'll just take some time to myself to get into that mindset.
0: Understandable, certainly. And because, of course, the people that are listening are synonymous with you in general hospital, I have to ask the obvious question, which is this. You get to be behind set and we don't. So maybe tell us a bit about something really memorable about, um, you know, obviously you're on a soap opera set. A lot of actors have derived from soap opera sets and such. Um, so so what is that like? I mean, you know, you've got yourself, obviously, you know, Rick Springfield hailed from your show and obviously he has gone on to huge, huge things. And, in fact, he's coming yeah. to my like state next month, next week. I'm so excited. I'm going to go see him again. He was like my favorite idol as a kid. So it's so weird that I'm talking to somebody from his show. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you've got somebody like him that obviously hailed from the show. You're talking about people like um, Logan Moore, obviously, who have been on your show forever. Ian Buchanan, I see, is still on your show. And, of course, Sonny is still on your show who is hands yeah. down my absolute favorite. So what's it like kind of hanging out with these guys on a regular basis? What's You know, give us a behind-the-scenes sort of look at all this, because that's got to be way cool.
1: It is. It's definitely really cool. Um, and everyone there is just super nice, and everyone jokes around with really. each other. And it's honestly just a fun environment to be in, and really just have a lot of fun. And like I said, there's a lot of pranks going on and joking around going on. Um, So, yeah, it's just
0: very fun. I imagine so. And, you know, I found it interesting, too, that you guys had incorporated the vampire storyline, which I thought was, you know, neat. Nowadays, we seem to have a lot of vampire stuff that's kind of going on. But you took Jason off the show, so I hear. I haven't watched in a while, so I kind of had to rush up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, no, he's not on the show anymore. I'm like, when did that happen? Were you proving this information? Like, do you guys... um, like, for instance, do you know everything ahead of time? Because I know on some of the shows, they're just completely gagged. Like, you know what, they give you a script, and they change it all of a sudden again. Like, Sons of Anarchy is good for that. Do you find that they do that on your set, or is it pretty much blanket, here's your line, here's it is, we're not going to change anything?
1: Um, They make changes, but it's not huge changes. Like, it'll be cutting a few lines or adding something, just very small, slight okay. changes. So everything's pretty... Okay. When you get your script, drive. pretty much that's the
0: final thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, fine. Got it. And if you had your way right now, and let's say your producers were listening right now, and you would say, "Okay, this is what I have. Want to? This is what I want to see happen to Rafe." What would you say? How do you want to see? It? Where do you want to see your character develop into over time?
1: Um, I would like definitely like to have more scenes with um, some other people. I finally had a scene with Kiki. Who is my cousin I. in the show? Um, right. So it'd be really it'd be really cool to uh, have more scenes with her and some other
0: people and just
1: I don't know just develop something more
0: with a few more characters. Sure. I imagine so. Because, you know, you've got such a plethora of talent on that set. I mean, it's like, I I can't even imagine what it must be like to want to, you know, be in a scene with every single person would be kind of nicer to have the set with you or everyone on the set with you all of the time. I guess ideally would be the best way to go, the best way to put that, I should say. Yeah. Two major questions we have left, and then we'll get to the business side of stuff here before I let you go. Um, I wanted to not forget to touch on some of the fabulous films that you've been a part of, meaning Retribution and Kids for Kidnapping. Maybe if you could provide a brief summary to your audience in in terms of both of those, and if people want to go back and catch you in these, how would they be able to do so?
1: Um, Kids for Kidnapping... Uh, was a short film that I did. Um, it was on one of the first things I did, and it was very fun. It's all—it's an all-teenage cast, so it was a bunch of teenagers hanging out. Um, and that was a very okay. fun shoot. I'm not sure where that one is available to watch, um, but Retribution actually was made for the Lifetime Channel, and it, uh-huh. is, now, it is now called Fatal Justice, Um, Okay. So that, I'm guessing it would be online, because you can, I've seen it a few different times playing on the Lifetime channel. Um, And that Mm -hmm. is, that was a very fun um, shoot as well. I actually um, get shot in it. Um, (laughs) So it's a very, very (laughs) fun thing. And uh, yeah, it's, that one you can find online somewhere. It's called Fatal Justice.
0: Okay, I've gotcha, obviously. And then um, I also wanted to ask this question. Now that you have delved into theater, you've been in film, you've been in television, obviously you've been on series television, what is your preferred favorite? And and looking down the road a year from now, let's say, what are your own professional and personal goals for yourself?
1: Um, I love having a steady, like a steady thing on General Hospital. Um, It's really cool just getting to play the same character just for, well, I've been doing it for a year now, so that's very awesome, just having a steady character to play. Um, But I really do want to get more into films, and um, I feel like it would, that's probably my goal for the future, is to do more films and maybe some TV, but I would probably just focus all of my attention on films, if I could at least.
0: Really? Okay, I've got you. So it looks like this experience that you did with the last project has served you well, actually, and giving you a lot of experience and determination to continue in that area. Very nice. Really? I would have thought you would. Have, I would have pegged you for a series television kind of guy.
1: Well, like, I once mean, General
0: Hospital's done, I'm all about series next.
1: Right, I w- and I wouldn't say no to one. I'm definitely up for
0: it. But film is definitely okay. a big interest that I have. And that's wonderful, too. And it's inspiring, actually, because you know what? You're young enough to where you're not, you know, uh, I was speaking with a producer friend of mine who was on my show the other day. You know, and he's probably my age or something like that, and sometimes the bug doesn't hit you right away, and it takes a number of years to get, you know, good quality films done and recognized and all that good stuff. So I I, I wholeheartedly like your anticipation and your excitement as it relates to getting into film. That's awesome. Well, and then, you know, obviously you make your own rules, then you're your own boss, so to speak. Now, um, I don't want to forget, let me throw all these um, means to get a hold of you in case any of your listeners want to know how to find you. Um, you have a page on Facebook, which is obviously your name, Jimmy Gashler. Um Your yes. video can be found on YouTube. You have an Instagram account. Um, you have an IMDb profile. You are on Tumblr, and your Twitter is at, and that's JimmyD14. Any other places where people can find you on social media?
1: Um, just, I don't... No, I don't have a Tumblr, um, oh. so I'm not sure. Someone no, might have created one, but I know I sometimes.
0: don't. Yeah. I never created <laughs> okay, a Tumblr. Okay, to clarify. Um,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, I do have good Instagram and out. Twitter, at JimmyD14, um, and those are the two that I'm really just on the most, there's Instagram and Twitter.
0: Okay, and then second of all, as it relates to your film, um, are people going to be able to get public access to that, or how does that work if they want to check out your work on that?
1: Um, as of now, we aren't able to release it because we're submitting the film festivals. Um, gotcha. So as soon as it is available for everyone to see, we will. Um, I will definitely have that
0: information out on Twitter and Instagram and my Facebook. So and I can take a look at that. Wonderful. Now, just to let you know this, of course, and I, I'm sure you've probably done Blog Talk Radio before, but in about a half an hour or so, this will be an archived episode so you can tell all of your fans and followers that they can listen in any given point in time all year round to this interview once again. Um, just so that you know for your own personal knowledge, um, at the end of this year, I might very well, and you'll be given this opportunity if you might want to, Um, I just released my fourth book, which is a combination of all the different show guests I've had the last two years up until, well, a couple months ago. So at the end of the year, I might very well entertain that idea again. So if I did, Jimmy Dessler would be told that, yes, I'd like to have you in my upcoming book, if that's okay with you but you'll have plenty of time to yes. talk about that because I don't even know if I'm going to do that yet. It's kind of like, right. yeah, you know, I just I, I don't know. Um, now, the very last part of my show is usually something that I do, and this is status quo cool for anybody that ever comes on my show. I take the last 60 mm-hmm. seconds to talk about um, my impressions of Jimmy Deschler, or I should say my impressions of any show guest that comes on. So let me just tell right. you and tell your fans exactly what I've gotten off of you over the last hour or so. Um, he's very serious, folks. He sounds very serious and very professional, which is not always a bad thing We're in a very serious business with a lot of what I call cutthroat competition. There's a lot of people out there that are vouching for the same jobs and the same opportunities. You set yourself apart, in my personal opinion, as being unique for four different reasons. First and foremost, you were young and you left where you called home with a determination to try to find your way and to try to find your passion. And successfully, have you done so? Now, granted, of course, every good actor takes time and trouble and, and there's all sorts of components that become part and parcel of you becoming a successful actor. But as I said, you've got the, the, the focal four, as I would call it, which is, first of all, you left home with a dream and a passion, and you pursued it. Second of all, you took on a social issue that not many people would be willing to do, and you managed to, from what I hear, successfully tackle that and to make it known to people that, hey, this is a social issue. We should be paying attention to you. For that, you should be respected and commended. Third of all, you are what I call fan-friendly. In all the pictures, poses, and everything I've ever read or seen of you, you are approachable by many people, not because you're some fabulous celebrity general hospital star, but because you want to interact with your fans and you recognize that they're important to you. That, again, is another great component. And last but not least, you're just... You have a very down-to-earth demeanor. I've just read a bunch of things about you. I've seen your performances. You're unique because you stand out because your inside personality matches your outside personality, if that makes sense to you. And these are just, of course, reflections I've seen in just seeing some of your work. I think General Hospital is very fortunate to have you and a collection of great young actors that kind of stand side-by-side with your generational actors some of the veterans that have been there, and they appreciate you. And that comes off on screen very well. I'm crossing my fingers, hopefully, that your screenwriters and the producers of that show find it in the next year to en- enrich your character, for lack of a better term. I'd like to see you have a long-term position there, certainly. And I would certainly like to if, if the powers that be will help um, Help us align together. I'll be there at the end of March in California doing a book signing, and I'd be more than happy to invite you. And I'd be more than happy to meet you face to face because it'd be way cool to say I met that general hospital guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that would be all. Awesome. What
0: do you? Th- that would be great, actually. I think it would be wonderful. It's always nice to meet the people that you know. We're meeting here, but this is kind of like a you know, internet radio sort of thing. So that would be absolutely lovely. So I'm just glad. I appreciate the fact that you've taken your time to come onto the show. I'm really glad to hear that everything was okay with you and that you weren't too damaged or hurt. Um, I will continue to stay a fan, of course. And Certainly, you know, if you go on set and you say to yourself, I really love that interview, you know, you can walk up to, like, Sonny or any of those guys and say, you know, you should go on that girls' radio show because, you know, who wouldn't want to have one of those great guys on my show? That would be lovely. And certainly you have an open invitation anytime you have something to promote Please come back on the show. I would more than welcome you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, not a problem at all. That sounds, that's, that I just, this is what I do, and I love promoting people. You know, everybody to me is a celebrity, and I'm just fortunate that you've given me this much time. I do appreciate that, certainly. And and like I said, don't be a stranger.
1: All right. I will not. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, my dear. Anytime. You have a great afternoon. You as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks, wasn't he amazing? He was a little serious, but that's okay because we don't always need to have sarcastic um, people on the show like myself because I tend to kind of overshadow with the sarcasm myself. I don't want to forget to remind everybody, Jimmy once again can be found on Facebook, and that's Jimmy Deschler. He does have an Instagram account. Uh, obviously his uh, music video is on YouTube. His Twitter handle once again is at JimmyD14. Of course he has an IMD pro, IMDb profile where you can go ahead and find all of his work on television and film and then you can turn around and try to research and look it up if you want to watch it. Obviously we all know The General Hospital is the longest running show, or one of the longest running shows I should say, so tune into ABC at 2 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock my time here in Milwaukee. I'm not sure where it would be your time. Where of course he has his performances as rave. Once again, thank you so much to Jimmy Dashler for his appearance on the show. A very, very big debt of gratitude and thanks to Shelly of course with your LA connection for setting us up and hooking us up for now a successful second interview. So you're greatly appreciated my dear and thank you for keeping me in the loop. Wanted to remind everybody that tomorrow's show is going to be 12 o'clock Central Standard Time and that's going to be a Milwaukee vocal musician. I know that you all know that i love Love my Milwaukee locals and of course Michael Rosa is his name and he is with the band The Now amongst other Milwaukee entities so please make it a point if you can 12 o'clock central standard time tomorrow you guys have a wonderful evening and we'll chat then